decided to do this podcast for various reasons and we were just discussing or we've discussed this for months as to why we're doing this because we have these long extended drawn out conversations about all things related to the mind mental health anxiety depression the construction society, of society, society. Anything. doesn't matter what it is uh, we were just having just briefly before we recorded this mm. we were even talking about how the change in um um views on society yes society. societal views on how you see society moving through um, some views and stuff and how people get stuck in um, societal views. Like when you think about the roaring 60s and, and all the rest, you know, peace, love and free love and all the rest when contraception came out and all the rest, then it became, you know, the little woman at home who had Stepford Wives type stuff and all the rest. And I was... I'm just taking over now, aren't I, Kath? Sorry that, that. That will happen often, you'll notice that. <laughs> it's all right. There will be times when I'm quiet. But I was just saying that I, we were watching the... I was watching um, little snippets of The Bachelorette and Kath and I do this... What was that other one that we were watching? The Oh, Married at First Sight. Oh we watch God. it from a clinical perspective, not from a drama queen perspective. So yeah. we watch what the, um, the alleged experts do and how they pick people against each other and, and how some of the um, the responses or, or questions that they will ask couples when they're on the couch in that room, things of how they will react to situations that we're like, we would never do that with our own clients. Like, I don't yeah. understand what their objective is there. And not only that, remember that couple and there's one and he was a virgin and she was a swinger. Yeah. And this comes back to societal views of things and the naivety of the public. So the public in general, would have labelled that girl as, you know, a loose woman because she swings. But in a swinging community, it is actually incredibly respectful, like more so than, you know, going out to a pub and picking someone up. But because generally the public has a very limited idea of what they are, they just go into a bit of catastrophe, oh, you know, loose woman, blah, 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 you know, all this sort of stuff. Whereas that actual world is not like that at all. But we're sort of sitting back going, that girl was judged harshly for an honesty of life. And we're sitting back going, the psychologist, why would they do that to a, a, a virgin for yeah, a start? Yeah, to both him and her. Because likewise, he was initially judged. It was a swing in, in judgment. He was initially judged because he'd not had sex. And then people start to, to look and go, oh, he's this age, he hasn't had sex, what's wrong with him, what's, you know, yeah, they, exactly. they do all that judgment. And then as it prog progressed, it came became a judgment against her. So we watch it from that, we text each other throughout the entire thing, go, did you hear that? Now, oh, my, there's no way that I would deal with that situation or why. They've set that, those two people up to, to have that sort of issue. And it's really it's sad because they're real people in real life mm. and it just... You know, they're people that then will walk away from that feeling so marginalised by so many people. But when you see it in the in the, a really good fashion, this is what I was saying about The Bachelorette, and I've forgotten the girl's name, the one that's from Gogglebox, and she's a smart, articulate, she's well thought, she's well versed, all those sort of things. She's got really good social skills. And they put in there a, um, a, a, a 
politician or a local poly from um, the Noosa Council. And he was saying really sexist things even to um, the cast members. And the boys got up in arms. And it's really nice when you see that shift throughout um, a thought pattern of what used to be like going, oh, geez, you can't even say Sheila, you know, or you can't say Pufta. You know, everyone's too sensitive. I don't think that's too sensitive. I think that's a, that's society growing up on how to behave correctly. You know, it gets marginalised mm. with people going, you know, wanting to blow it down. But then when you actually see young men, it made my heart sing a bit. Young men going, oh, that shouldn't happen. That's not how you... And it's not just not how you treat people. It's Or women, it's not how you treat people. Well, as the saying goes, people say, if you can't help, don't harm. Mm. Yeah. So just do, do the right thing. And see, this, see, we've just wandered off on a tangent. We're supposed to be doing an introduction. If those people, any of those people that have been harmed by that are very, very lucky, and only if they're lucky, they'll end up in one of our rooms. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they have to deal with us. So just to oh, give you... actually on the end of that, just so, it's happening yeah. again. So just on the end over. of that, because I wouldn't want harm, because I know I'm pretty mm. sure that the guy from Noose, the one that got at in the Bachelorette, I think that he learnt, and I think it's job, a good thing. I don't know whether he, he had. We, he was we, asked we, to resign. Yeah. He was asked to resign by by the mayor, I think, or someone. But I think that through that, I hope that he sort of got it and it makes him grow more on uh, an emotional level which is a positive thing I hope it's not a negative so at the end of the day fingers crossed for him. yeah so mind matters we're back to mind matters again and this is our natterings so uh, just to give you a little bit of background on us we work out of a clinic in Sky Victoria but we also especially Sandy is right into doing zoom uh, appointments so we do we basically cover anywhere in the world I have even worked with people over in East Africa, of all places. <laughs> so that's my furthest. East Africa, <laughs> that's the furthest. So, and I have I've worked to the US. I think has been as, as oh, far yeah. away as I've gone. The US is yeah. very popular. There's a lot of people there. It's just the obviously. time zones are hard. <laughs> <laughs> so if we sound like it's three o'clock in the morning over here, if we sound like we don't know what's going on, no, actually mm. that never happens. You tend to be wide awake for clients. But we run um, a clinic at a sky in Victoria. We have a Facebook page, which is under uh, the Lifestyle Workshop, and that brings all of our different um, practices together, basically. But Sandy and I both work out of out of our rooms here. Uh, Sandy, would you like to explain what it is that you do? Um, so, well, we both do counselling, and um, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. So no pocket watches. No, I'm swung in front of you. We were just talking about that before about yeah. The, that that what people stereotype you in so I work um, with people ranging from you know I shouldn't even say stock standard smoking and weight management but that's often where it's sort of um, you know people often think to start off with but I work with people with anxiety stress tension um, PTSD IBS I do pain management um, no, and hypnotherapy in itself, because I'm clinically based, um, I'm, you sort of get to the stage where I look at that growth again and how chiropractors were like witch doctors. 
Now in mental health, hypnotherapy should be one of the go-to modalities. It's not a fringe modality. It's not something weirdo or anything like that. It's, there's a real reason that the subconscious behaves the way it does and why um, hypnotherapy is so incredibly effective with long-term sort of uh, mental issues. And that's the area. I often have very long-term clients. Um, people sort of think that they come and get hit with a magic wand, and it's not like that but it helps move through it because you're employing your subconscious with that as well. And it's it really should be the go-to therapy, not the, oh, the last therapy. And I mean, I'll let Kath go on from there with what she does, but we often, more often than either of us would like, is we have someone that's been there to all the normal modalities and we won't name them all, and they come in here to both Kath and myself and go, oh my God, I finally feel like I've been heard for the first time mm. in da da da, you know, it just, so yeah, so that's some of the stuff that we do. So I'll let Kath explain on to what she does as well. I'm not really sure. I just, um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely counselling. I also, I have postgraduate studies in mental health practices. So I formulate, um, I do diagnostic testing, so to speak. So um, if anyone's ever had the K10, the Kessler 10 scale and those sorts of um, uh, tests there, just to have a little bit of a look further into what's going on for you. And then I um, have formulate treatment plans. So often we will get somebody, um, and, and I will do this for both myself and for Sandy's clients, we might get someone even that's heading off to court or that they're um, heading off to see their psychiatrist and they just want to take a little bit more insight to, to either court or to their psychiatrist and to try and get themselves some additional assistance or to help whoever their support people are to understand what's going on. So we do quite a, a range, of, a, quite a large report, it always ends up being about, what, about three a4 pages or so of information quite yeah. detailed yeah very much so we so. do that um and of course the other unique thing that and, and counseling so um i always say i always said i don't work with addicts or children but i i probably just about primarily work with addicts and children and love it yeah <laughs> um so i do um, the youngest age group i've done is nine through to a teenage years, of course, and adults. Mm. And, and some of the things that Kath and I are playing with is, not playing with, but we're starting to do some formulating about meditation groups together with kids mm. and stuff like that. We'll run group programs together. So we're talking to schools and, and that sort of thing. So we're both very, we're um, outcome-based. Like we, we like to see solution-based solution counselling is the way we go so it's not uncommon to see me with um, children out in the hallway here tracing around them on a big piece of paper and then we do lots of arts and we do lots of hands-on things where you need to imagine and I don't do hands-on things because people talk about you for doing that <laughs> <laughs> well not those kind of hands-on uh, but we do I do lots of activities and and it's both of us like the fact that we we have people as we say that have walked in the door here that have that have been other places and that come and tell us that, that we're quite different to what we do. So definitely if you're out there and you've tried different things and, and you say nothing works for me, uh, I would never mm. say nothing until you come through and, and try what it is that we do here. The other thing we do do together uh, is couples therapy. 
So um, we do, rather than, so I suppose the traditional couples therapy would, would consist of the couple coming to see the same therapist, Sandy will take on one of member of the couple and I will take on the other and then we bring you together for joint sessions as well. And what so, happens there is it means that Kath and I can argue. <laughs> we get to argue because we're both the advocate for our client, as I say, and, yeah. then, and we, we, we formulate things together there where we can both work on, on the, the couple separately to, to have them meet their objectives, their goals. and, and it's all about, we, we say couples um, therapy, if you, if you want to know what you're going to learn about in couples therapy, it's not necessarily about each other, it's communication. It's about you. Yeah yourself your mode of communication how you can improve that because everything we've noted with couples tends to come back to a communication or lack thereof and one of the things that you know running through couples that both kath and i know is that it's we don't like a lot of counselors will go abc d-e-f-g mm. um within that the fluidity of what needs to happen between even the individual sessions I don't ever formulate because I don't know what people are going to walk in with and so within that it's a case of formulating of just it's not always the most easy process when you've got to do it on the fly but with the years of experience behind both of us that's what has to happen for the individual you can't just say go home and do this because that may not be appropriate so each time we do even the individual sessions or the group sessions they're based purely on who is sitting in front of us not on a formula that's right and i think we've heard back from people that have been to couples therapy that said they went and it was almost like they were doing a short course or a program where like week one this happens week two they're given this exercise week three they're given that exercise we don't work that way same with family therapies and and even um quite recently working with a couple we thought it was going to go in a certain lineal we thought you know we mm. sort of looked at everything thought it's going to go this way we'll work on this, this and this in that order and then we realised around about the third session that things were going to go a completely different way and we, we're quite happy to change things to get the best outcome for our client and that's what we're after. It's not about us, it's about our clients, their individual needs and what they what they, um, what they they plan on doing and how, what they bring to the table as well. Mm. So there's that. But I know a saying that Sandy um, has and I've heard her say this multiple times to clients and it's very true is sometimes the most difficult conversations to have are the ones that are the, the ones you really need to have. Yeah. And so we're all about difficult conversations in controlled environments, yeah. I would call it, and, uh, and respectful conversations. We don't, we don't have couples therapy where, you know, we're not like giving you big rubber mallets and saying go for it knock each other out we don't do that it's all respectful you know conversation and um and understanding our clients and understanding what they need and how they're going to communicate and teaching them skills and it's really nice having two counselors on board doing it because each client for feels fully supported and because we work together um all of that is solution bound for us like because you know there's been conversations that both Kath and I have had that have been quite um, animated shall we say <laughs> animated on wanting you know I want Kath to hear the side of the client that I'm hearing and Kath is wanting me to hear the side of the client that she's hearing 
And so sometimes our, our conversations do become somewhat animated. <laughs> um, and it's not, you know, this win-lose thing. It's, it's really getting that depth of understanding. And because each client is supported by either Kath or myself, they know that they come in fully supported and fully individually heard. Whereas it's sometimes, and I have done couples counselling where I've just been the only therapist, and it sometimes can be quite hard to separate it, whereas I really think that this is a better way of doing it mm. for, for, for the couples and for the individuals. Mm. And it can be quite an emotional process, as you understand. We have cried. <laughs> we have been brought to tears in this room, all four yeah. of us. So, uh, but it's the way we go. We are feeling therapists as well. Don't think that we're cold, heartless, non-human individuals. We're well, very, I'm very not. Feeling. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I just, just for the record, I have the good tissues in my room. So if you're, if you're going to cry, you need to come into my room because uh, I have the just, good tissues. Yeah, just so you know, because I've taken on kleptomania, I just steal her tissues and she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I have comfortable chairs as well. <laughs> so we, so what are we going to do with this podcast? We're going to talk about different things at different times. There'll be a different topic every time we speak. If you have suggestions or things you'd like to hear more about, obviously we can say we're going to do we're going to talk about anxiety, but if there's a certain type of anxiety or something or certain types mm. of treatments that you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd like us to talk about just our experience with things of how we've dealt with clients over the years of you know this is what we've seen, this is what we've we've tried. Mm. Um, you know, we, we can do that. We are open to suggestions. Any topic that you want to talk about, we're here to talk about. Also, we're very open-minded as well. I can say that there's pretty much nothing that you can bring into the room and talk about that we won't have, that will make us go, oh, my God, I've never heard that before or I can't mm. deal with this. There's very little of anything. That is not a challenge, mind you, that we want you to lay down. But <laughs> I have to say, people do walk in and say, I think I'm the only person that's ever experienced this issue. And I can guarantee you that's not the case. Or the other one that, and I know you'd get this, is that they'll be sitting down going, oh my God, I have never been able to say that to anyone ever yeah. before. This is the, they'll say, this is the first time I've ever, ever, ever been able to say that. These, I, and I don't know what you do, Kath, but I always say this is the cone of silence. Mm -hmm. Now, because I'm, and same with Kath, we, we're clinically bound, so we, are, we have code of conduct. So we can't sit down and go, you know, Mary said blah, blah, blah. You are literally in a cone of silence. And unless, and even with our couples, we need to know that we've got permission to talk to each other. Um, but... You know, it's really nice to have somewhere you can come and finally sort of say, oh, my God, I have never been able to say that before. I felt guilty or it makes me feel bad, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it happens, and I know for Kath as well, more often than not, people go, I've never been able to say that. Mm. We allow you to be you. Mm. You need to just be you. I'll be, we'll be us. And you can be you. Yeah, we've been known to swear on the other occasion. I don't swear. I don't. <laughs> That's a lie. I don't lie either, apparently. So we'll probably wrap this up, I think, yeah. for this first one. And then um, we will issue a regular list of what we're going to talk about. As I said, we're open to suggestions. You can uh, jump on the Facebook page, either for Skyview Hypnotherapy, Mental Health and Beyond, or the Lifestyle Workshop. 
mm-hmm. which is the lifestyle workshop, the ones that bring us together. We call ourselves Sky um, Wellbeing Centre. Yeah, we're out on acreage too, like so it's really private and very relaxed. It's no shop front. It's uh, you drive up the driveway. There's a beautiful big dam on the right hand side, and it's in a big mud brick old building. Well, it's not that old, but it looks like it. It looks like it is. People often think it's like a gothic kind of um, gothic style. I get other people that go, "Oh my god, it looks like a houseboat," or it it looks like (laughs) you know. It's amazing. Most people need to be in therapy. It looks like a houseboat. (laughs) But it is a beautiful property. We do animal therapy here as well. There's chickens, dogs. um, Yes, so bring your animals and we'll do some therapy. There's all, we were very excited. You never know what you're going to walk into here. We were very had a very exciting day um, the other day because there was chickens hatching. So um, we were in staring at the incubator watching the chickens be born. Mm. So there's always something going on here. But um, you will hear all of our natterings over the next few weeks, months, years. Mm. Um, but, of course, any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Or if you'd like to make an appointment to come and see us, we're, not, we're quite easily found. Um, mm. I'm the same one, I promise. And um, <laughs> I think we both are the same ones. <laughs> if you're expecting a professional quality podcast, you're not going to get it from us. What you will um, get is down to earth, honest truth. Yeah. And hey, we're humans. We don't always get it right either. Well, I'm perfect, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> definitely not. No. Thank you for your time today. And we will definitely be back with more. Have a good day, everyone. All right, bye.